Welcome to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. This is episode number 35, which happens to be the final episode for the podcast. I'll explain why and go over the history of the podcast along with a few fun audio clips. Hi everybody, this is Jeff Cope. I get comments every so often from readers and listeners wanting to know when the next podcast episode is coming out. Well, the last episode we did was August 30th, 2017. I did some thinking about it, and since it's unlikely that we'll do any more, I thought it was only fitting that I record one last episode for everybody. Allow me to give you a little background history of the Texas Wine Lover podcast. When Jeremy Wilson was working with me on Texas Wine Lover, he wanted to do a podcast. So I'd listen to podcasts, and I said, sure, why not? A lot of podcasts you may listen to are recording in people's houses, and they're on a regular schedule, you know, since it's easy for them to just talk every week or so about a certain subject. But we decided the Texas Wine Lover podcast would be different because we would take the podcast on the road and visit Texas wineries, growers, and other wine-related businesses. We also decided we wanted to keep the episodes about 10 minutes long so they wouldn't get boring, and also that we wouldn't take up too much of the people's time that we'd be talking to. Well, all that was good, uh, but then the real problem came up with, well, how do you create a podcast? How do you technically create one? Well, I was the technical person, so I started researching how to create a podcast. There were a lot of things to learn, and of course, as time went on, it got easier, just like all things, when you learn better ways to do things. Jeremy recorded the first podcast on his iPhone, and of course, there are better microphone setups than that, so more research was needed. I ended up buying a Zoom microphone for him to use with his iPhone. He was going to be the main podcaster, but since I had the ability to travel a little bit more to different wineries and such, I ended up buying a Zoom H2N digital voice recorder for the podcast I would do. And that's actually what I'm using at the moment. Once you get a recording, though, it needed to be edited and mixed to create the final audio file for the podcast. That responsibility fell to yours truly, too. So I learned how to use some editing software to edit the audio files. I initially worried about editing out all the, um, and, uh, um, uh, you know, that type of stuff. But when I found out it was taking me way too long to edit the files, I just gave up on that and just let bygones be bygones and nice and easy. If you listen to most podcasts, they always start with some kind of background music. Well, like you had listened at the beginning of this one. So we had to find something suitable. But recently I read an article that asked, well, why do podcasts need to have that music at the beginning? And the answer was, well, probably because most podcasts do. I mean, nobody ever said you needed to have music at the beginning. But we did, and everything was fine. And then, of course, with the music, you got to have some kind of introduction to the episode. So to make it consistent with the episodes we were doing, I would record the intro, and then I would then be able to edit the files afterwards. Well, I needed a nice, quiet place to do that in our house, and the only real quiet place, for sure, was the master closet. Well, I refuse to sit there for this episode, so hopefully there's not going to be too many cars going by or any other noise, and we'll make it through this okay. So, we we had our gear. Um, I learned how to edit audio files, but then 
how would I put it on the website and have it appear in podcast programs like iTunes and Stitcher so that listeners could listen and then subscribe to them? Well, it turns out to do it the easiest, you need to have a host for the podcast files. Sort of like a web host for the blog and website, well, you need a host to host your audio files. And of course, the, well, that required a monthly fee also. Well, we were all ready. Jeremy recorded the first podcast episode with Frederick Osterberg of then Petronella Sellers. That was published on September 1st, 2014, over four years ago. And as the years went on, we ended up doing a total of 34 episodes, with the last real episode published on August 30th, 2017, over a year ago. So for a total of three years with 34 episodes, that's averages about 11 episodes a year. That's not too bad, I guess. Especially for one that was like on the road traveling podcast. I got to do my first podcast episode, which actually was the fourth one we published at Bending Branch talking about their flash detente unit. Now, there was a reason Jeremy was going to be the main podcaster, and that's because he talks to people all the time during his job as a tasting guide. Me, I sit behind a desk, and public speaking has never been my forte. And you can tell why I write blog posts instead of actually speaking. But I made it through the episodes I did, and a lot of time with much patience from the people I was talking to. One of the first people who showed a lot of patience was wine grower Neil Newsom of Newsom Vineyards. Neil has been a great friend, and I'm sure that's what got us through that episode. I was attending uh, Twiga's Grape Camp in Fredericksburg along with Neil, and he agreed to do the podcast episode. Well, the next problem was determining where are we going to do it, because we needed someplace quiet. Well, if you've ever been to the Grape Camp where it used to be held, it's just one big building, and there's no quiet place. So I suggested, hey, let's go out to my car, and we can record it there. Well, that worked well until, well, you can hear what happened in this clip. And grapes love that hot days, cool nights, intense sunlight, because all of those factors, the, uh, the fruit has very intense minerally and fruit forward character. Yes, the grape camp location was right next to the airport. Like I said, Neil was very patient putting up with the local air traffic and especially my inexperience at interviewing. During the podcast, we would try to do some innovative things. The first was uh, to record Todd Webster of Brennan Vineyards pouring glasses of wine for us. Try to hold the microphone up a little closer to the wine being poured. Give, the, give you a little more experience like, oh, I'm actually there. Well, we followed that also with Tim Drake at Flat Creek Estate pouring wine from a wine thief while doing some barrel samples. And you can hear both of those here. If it's okay, we're, we're taking a little break right now. We, we have uh, some Brennan Vineyards Tempranillo Fall 2013 Reserve right now that uh, yeah, we're actually uh, enjoying right now during the podcast. So, Oh, doesn't that sound good? All right, so we'll go ahead Where's and your glass? pour oh. some in here. Nice. Uh, yeah. As Jeremy and I both experienced technical difficulties during recordings, this little piece from Clint Thomas of Cellar Rat Tours podcast episode got deleted. So now you can enjoy this little gem about Fredericksburg. It's actually um, developed where not only is it 
experience in the town, but you get a lot of the history of Fredericksburg, and you get a lot of the the not so written history of Fredericksburg, if you will. Um, some of the some of the things that uh, get forgot about, forgotten about, or don't get written down. Um, the example that I use all the time because it's really interesting to me. Uh, a recently added added part of that tour is that. Um, at some point in Fredericksburg's history, just above Fredericksburg Brewing Company, they would bring live bears, put gloves on them, and put a muzzle on them, and people would box bears. Um, <laughs> uh, I've lived a pretty wild life, but I'm not doing that. Yeah, that sounds uh, a little too wild, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just local people telling stories. And with technical difficulties, there are always flubbing of lines and other problems. Here we go. Hi, this is Jeff Cope. Welcome to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome. And if this is your returning listener, welcome back. Nothing. <laughs> Dead air. <laughs> I got deleting blue. Okay. <laughs> oh, see? Of course, not all has to be serious, and we did have a lot of fun recording some episodes. The episode that shows that the most fun was at Grip Camp again, and a bunch of wine industry people gathered in a hotel room to do a special tasting of Dr. Roy Mitchell's Cremadol Soul Sherry. All right, here we go. All right, all right. Hi, this is Jeff Cope, and if this is your first time listening to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast, welcome. And if you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. All right, so thanks everybody for helping us uh, taste the cherry. Hey, have a bubble. Okay. <laughs> so, as you can imagine, after a late night and having some drinks, it was a very fun group, and we had a lot of enjoyment doing that episode. That was November 2015, and some of those who were in that. Uh, podcast episode. Still actually talk about it to this day. So there you go. There's a little history of the Texas Wine Lover podcast and a little behind-the-scenes look. If you regularly listen to the podcast, I want to thank you for following us all along on our journey. Since most of the podcast has some great content in them, I'll be trying to find some way to keep the audio available on the website. There's a menu right there. I've renamed it already from podcast to audio so it you should be able to find all the content right there. So thanks again, and keep following Texas Wine Lover on the website, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Cheers!